Hello, hello, beautiful people. Happy August 29th. Nice gloomy one here in upstate New York. It's kind of sprinkly raining out. Hopefully that'll calm down in a little bit. I need to get my walks in, get exercise in outside. I am going, I'm so excited, I have to tell you, I am going to look at RVs today. My plan is that next July, when my lease is up, to move into an RV. So I've been trying to give away as many of the my possessions as possible to what I call good homes, you know, people that will enjoy the things. So that's been an ongoing process and I'm, I'm going to be, I have a girlfriend whose picnic I'm going to next weekend for Labor Day and she, come to find out, collects puzzles, which I found out from going to her house at 4th of July. So I'm going to bring her my puzzle collection and my neighbor downstairs is always wearing blingy jewelry. So she's going to get all my blingy jewelry and she likes the painting. So I'm going to give her one of my paintings. So as much stuff as I can get rid of to good homes in the next year, I'm going to. I don't need a lot of stuff. Like, I really just don't need a lot of stuff. So I'm going to get rid of a lot of stuff. That's where I'm at. Anyway, I'm excited about going to look at an RV. And I'm probably going to make the dealership a little nuts because they're going to want to sell it to me like for tomorrow. They're not going to like me planning in advance. But I have to be very strategic because if I don't, if I don't find something that works with my current car, because I want to either tow my car or what I really would like is a way to just drive the car right into the RV and store it. But you need like a little microscopic car to do that. Or at least that's the way I think about it. So anyway, so this is a big decision. It's like kind of buying a house. Like buying a house. Because it's going to be my house. It's going to be where I live. And I'm so excited just thinking about it. Um, so anyway, how about we do today's reading? And then I'm going to go RV shopping. <laughs> All right. Ralph Waldo Emerson says, Adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. One of the mixed blessings of early recovery from chemical addiction is the remarkable healing power of the human body. Except for those in the late stages of addiction, most of us begin to feel better fairly quickly, often within a few days. But complete physical recovery from alcohol or drug abuse takes a long time. Likewise, emotional and spiritual recovery, which usually takes longer. We can easily get discouraged when our emotional and spiritual recovery lags so far behind the physical. Most crucial to our recovery, especially early recovery, is patience. We need to have patience with family and friends who may not understand we had an illness called addiction. We need patience with 12-step group members who may sometimes move too fast or seem not to understand us. Above all, we need patience with ourselves. So true. Our higher power can help us learn to love ourselves, even when we seem to be moving slowly. Recovery takes time. We do what we can and let our higher power and time do their share of the healing. Today, let me be patient. Help me know that, like a growing plant, <laughs> all right, floral reference, patience will grow within me if I nurture it. Okay, we're going to break this one down because there was a lot in there. When... When this kicks off and it starts talking about feeling better relatively quickly, often within a few days. So this book is written for substance abuse, alcohol, drug addiction. And 
even so, I've heard gamblers that have stopped start to feel the results in a relatively short time frame. And not, you know, major like feeling like, oh, hey, I'm cured and the world's, you know, the, I'm invincible to the world. But some of the the fog starts lifting, you know. What I've come to learn through the center and, and through the brain specialist exposure that we've had was that with gambling, there's actual, it takes almost two years to get, and I'm going to, Bear with the way I explain this, guys, because, again, not the scientist or the doctor. But essentially, like, it leaves almost like a... F- oh, how do I explain this? It's It stays with us. Like, it has to fade away. Like, because our brain is programmed that way. Almost like breaking a habit, I guess, if, if that's something you can relate to how I'm presenting it. But the the way our brains think... He calls it chronic, they call it chronic something, and it lingers, essentially. So so maybe our bodies, because now we're not at a, you know, a poker table for X amount of hours, or a slot machine, whatever, because we're actually maybe going to bed, because we're not so consumed by the, the crazy cycle that maybe we're starting to sleep and eat right. That's the physical that starts showing an impact for us. As gamblers. And then, like I said, the mental, the fog starts to lift. We, you know, we start processing. I won't even say feeling because I don't know that for everyone that feelings start happening because it's still just so much processing and clearing the smoke. It's, it takes a while. It's not instant. Emotional and spiritual recovery do take longer and rightfully so I mean you can't just for me I couldn't just teach myself how to feel and be um I don't know feel and and go instant into processing all the emotions that would have been buried from gambling so that for me was a learning experience a really long one we can easily get discouraged when those the emotional and spiritual lag so far behind the physical. And I think what the book's trying to say and what I would tell you is don't get discouraged. You're exactly where you're supposed to be if you're not in those stages yet. Like I didn't know I was going through those stages when I went through those stages, that things were getting better. All of it is almost like in reflection, in hindsight, we can see that we've grown. But when we're going through it, it may not feel good. It may not look good. But we're growing. Most crucial to our recovery, especially early in our recovery, is patience. And that's so true. We need to have patience with our families and friends who may not understand that it's an addiction. I've spoken to this before. And and think of it if in a relationship, right? If you know that you're going to break up with a person before the person knows, and you probably know for a while, most of us are too chicken shit. It's not like we go out and say, hey, I want to dump you. Instead, we ask ourselves questions, we rationalize, we do all this stuff. But essentially, we know that maybe we're out of love or we're checked out of the relationship. We know we're leaving. The other person, however, may think that it's all rainbows and unicorns and not have any idea that we're feeling that way. So when we break up with them, they are like in total freaking shock and disbelief 
because they weren't feeling that way. So you might be a few months ahead in that process, that healing, that just sorting through whatever that looks like. It's the same thing with the gambling addiction. Like you know that you've gone to either the depths of despair or whatever it is that's making you want to quit at that time, but it's you've been lying and hiding and, and concealing this the whole time. They have no idea how bad it was. It's been growing and progressive for you, and they're just getting it all. And, and I'm making blanket statements. You follow what I'm saying, though. They may be getting it all in one big boom. Here it is. Here's all the damage I did for the last X amount of time. You know, I've been gambling behind your back for five years. Oh, by the way, this is all the debt. This is the second mortgage I took out. These are the lies I've been telling. When you thought I was with, um, you know, working a second job, I was really at the poker table. Whatever, whatever that is, that's a lot of information for friends and family to digest and to catch up with you in time. So, so be patient with them. We need patience with, you know, in the groups. And I find myself doing this too. Like you guys probably find me talking to the person who may be in recovery time-wise longer, or sometimes it may feel like I'm talking to the brand new person. Like I have to be mindful of that too. Just like the person on the other end of this needs to be patient with me or anyone else in their groups, in their 12-step, in their life, in any aspect. They don't necessarily always connect to where you are right in that moment. And if you let that stress you out or you feel not understood and that frustrates you, those are dangerous things. Those are dangerous things that could fill your bucket with negative. So don't fill your bucket that way. And above all, you definitely need to be patient with yourself. It's <laughs> the process is different for every one of us, even though there's similarities. And because we're because we're gamblers and we want, because of who we are and because we're gamblers, we want what we want when we want it, right? Generally, we're not patient to begin with. We want the person in front of us in line to go away. We want the traffic to go faster. We want, you know, the race to come quicker. We want all those things. And patience is definitely a struggle. And it's going to be the same way with our recovery. Well, why, you know, why am I not cured? Why don't I feel like that person? Why don't I see the light? Why don't I have a relationship with a higher power? Why are my bills caught up? Why, 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 why? And here's the deal. That's why they teach us the one day at a time. Because all of that stuff is just like, oh my God. It could be so overwhelming and feel like such a big piece to move in our life. But it doesn't have to be. And if we're patient with ourselves and we do the apply the one day at a time and living for today, if we if we apply that methodology, again, all of a sudden, and I've been very transparent about this because I don't know when I'm even moving the needle, but I just know that it'll get moved and that I have to be patient with it. And if I want to know where I was 30 days ago, 60 days ago, I have the luxury of listening to the show and I can kind of see like, oh, okay, I am healing and it is happening. But I don't know that it's happening when it's in the moment. So I, I challenge you to be patient with you, with yourself and know that it is happening. It definitely is happening. Recovery takes time. We do what we can and let our higher power and time do their share of the healing. One of my favorite things that Brett says is give time time. He always says that to the new members when we're in group before Corona, but 
give time time. Like I can hear his voice in my head saying it. Give time time. And then he goes into a whole big, all the different examples of giving time time. And, and that's what I will end my rant on is give time time. Just take it from me. I mean, if you trust me, if you're listening to me, I'm guessing you trust me. Trust me when I say that it does get better through time. Today, let me be patient. Help me know that like a growing plant, patience will grow within me if I nurture it. How do you nurture it? You allow it, you receive it, and you, you know, like you believe in it. You got to have faith that it's happening. That would be my humble suggestion. All right, beautiful people, I got to jump in the shower and I got to go look for an RV. And yeah, big doings here. Big doings. I hope everybody has a fabulous weekend and I will be back with you tomorrow. Thanks, beautiful people. Get what you wish for.